Hey people, hey. This is part one of a three-part series. We're going to go over, some people asked us to talk about relationships from experiences. We did go into red flags, so we feel like we've kind of leaned you guys into relationships, but we do know there is a lot more into it. So this is part one of three parts. This is the dating. We are going to go over dating, breakups, and then healing, which is an evolutionary, never stops happening you just keep growing and growing and growing. And you know, if you're the lucky one that just found the one. All for it. All for it, yeah. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. AP <laughs> loves love. <laughs> so the big thing that we wanted to start off is dating in any situation is making sure that you and your partner are, are compatible. So let's get into the dating prep. You need to make sure, if it's your first relationship, that you are ready for what comes in a relationship. Or as ready as you can be, because I feel like a lot of relationships, or relationships in a general sense, you think you're ready until you get in them, but it's just a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And like, don't be scared of it, just jump in. <laughs> but that's me, someone who says, I love love, I love relationships. So for people who are more skeptical, I don't think they would feel that way. <laughs> don't jump. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If it's your first relationship, be open to it. Um, I'm, I don't think we're having anyone too young listening to this, but if you are and it's your first relationship, don't feel pressured into doing things just because all of your best friends are doing it. That's a big one for if you are young and listening to this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you are around our age, which is our mid-twenties, 25 and above, legal drinking age, um, our big thing when it comes to dating prep is making sure that you're healed from your past. And I think this is so important because you need to understand if you're not healed, you could be rebounding. And there's nothing wrong with rebounding, but that's not dating. And you need to be clear with yourself and who you're rebounding with that it is not a dating situation. And sometimes you don't know that you're rebounding until you are healed. Healed. <laughs> or you're coming home from a dick or kitty appointment, whatever you want to call it, and you're crying in your car because you miss your ex. Oh, sad. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you're rebounding sometimes until you're deep into it. So make sure you're healed from your past and you're actively working towards on healing yourself. Once you are fully healed, I think you will have the confidence to get back in the dating game. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. It's healing. Healing is definitely a long, a long process, and I think that if you're actively working towards it and you acknowledge that you need to heal and you actively try to make changes to be different then you are golden. I feel like it's always the sticky situation where you kind of know you need to heal, but you're like not 100% sure, so you're just going through the motions, and your new significant other is showing the same um, characteristics or like repeated behaviors that you are doing or your partner is doing that is just gonna put you in the same cycle over and over and over again, and you're always gonna wonder why and it's because you never took the time to step back and truly heal yourself a big thing in the healing process too is understanding the dynamic of relationships i think one of the big things growing and learning how to actually heal is accepting what i did wrong in a relationship and what they did wrong it is mm -hmm. if you can't accept what you did wrong you aren't fully healed and that is not a shot at anyone that is just understanding that you need to understand your personalities will not match with certain personalities. You need to understand that things you did triggered them and vice versa. No one is completely clean leaving a relationship. There are always reasons and there's always things to learn from them. And again, it's a lesson. My favorite line is it's never a loss, it's a lesson. Always. You're never taking an L, you're just you're learning a lesson. Exactly. So continuing on our dating crap agenda for y'all, um, are you rebounding? Is this just sex? Yeah. Are you just trying to cope with not having your significant other anymore? Mm -hmm. And this normally happens right after you break up. Mm -hmm. If you have sex with someone immediately, it's normally a rebound. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people need a rebound. 
Sometimes you just need that confidence. It happens a lot after cheating. Yeah. Um, been there, done that, where I've gotten cheated on and I just went right to the straight rebound to get my confidence boost. Yep. It's not the best way to heal. Sometimes you got to do it. Again, no one's judging here. Everyone heals differently. Right. Another dating prep that I tell people, and AP and I have discussed this, and it's going to sound very harsh, but if I am dating someone, courting someone, going on dates, we're not official, and I'm still thinking about my ex, and if AP looks at me and she's like, hey, so if he came back, would you go back to him? And I say yes, I'm not supposed to be dating that person. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be dating anybody. If you, if you know your ex and you know you're just going to go back to them, mm-hmm. don't do it. You need to heal. Mm-hmm. You need to really realize, like, okay, I need to go on. I want to move on. Mm-hmm. If you can't answer that question, and if you're listening to this, and we ask you, if your ex asked for you back, would you go back? And you in your mind are like, yeah, I, I do it. They're my favorite person. I trust that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Don't date. Don't date. And I don't know if I asked you this question before, but... Do you believe in the saying, right person, wrong time? No. I don't either. And I, feel like I used I was, to. I used to, too. I'm like, oh, you know, when, when the cards align in the future, and because I had that mentality, I feel like I clinged on and I hung on to a relationship that wasn't for me anymore. And I kept trying to make it work because I'm like, no, I know I know that this could work if they just get their shit together. They Mm -hmm. just never did. (laughs) My thing is, I always believed right person, wrong time, until my sister and I always refer to her own podcast, Cleo. She looked at me and she said, the right person will never come at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Perspective change. Mm -hmm. It's not the right person, wrong time. The right person will never come at the wrong time. It is never a wrong time when you're with your right person. Never. And I can I can tell you that because I was in a relationship in college and it went sour and things happened and we tried and tried and tried and tried and tried because we thought we were each other's right person wrong time. We were like, it didn't work out this because this happened. Yeah. It didn't work out because yeah. this happened, this happened. Like It was other environmental things that made us not work. Mm-hmm. We realized it's just not it. We're just not the right person for each other and that's okay. There is no, you are doing yourself a disservice if you think right person, wrong time. If it is the right person, wrong time, continue to move on, keep going, and if y'all end up crossing paths again, power to you. Mm -hmm. But don't hold yourself back. But don't hold yourself to that. I had the same, like, similar situation where I was just holding on to one of my exes because I was like, outside factors things kept happening it was always always some petty thing yeah things that really didn't even like weren't even that big of a deal looking back at it and I'm just like no it's just the wrong time like you know we're both in this headspace yada yada whatever in the future it'll work it'll get better it'll be better I know it and I finally got to a point where I was like you are delusional. Like, you need to let it go. You need to let it go. Let it go. The second I let it go, who did I meet? My boyfriend. Let it go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Propping, uh, uh, Elsa. Elsa in here. Do you want to let it go? Yes. I love that movie. <laughs> but for real, if you are asking for your ex, or if you're, if we ask you, if your ex comes back, would you take them? You say yes, you're not ready. Stop thinking it's the right person, wrong time, because that also is going to cling you to your ex. You're always going to think that that's huge. The fact that you brought that up is big because that goes back to where if you have that mentality, you could be with the right person, like your person is the right person, right time, but you think that person is the right time and y'all have the wrong time, that you're going to think any time is the right time they come because yep. you're going to keep giving them chances and chances and chances. Mm-hmm. It's never the wrong time. It's the wrong person. Finishing up on the dating prep is once you get, you're ready and you know, you're getting into the, the spirit of dating, (laughs) which is hard. Okay. It's a lot of energy. Takes a lot of energy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of energy. I'm going through it. Um, you need to understand what do you bring to the table and what do you want a partner? So I actually was watching an interview the other day and I forgot who it was. was. I think it was like black ink. 
Um, I don't know if anyone's ever watched that. They had like Blackbeak Chicago, um, Compton. They kind of expanded, but back in the day it was just Blackbeak Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the guys talked about you need to sit down and you need to write everything you want in a partner. Mm-hmm. And then look at it. Can you even match with that partner? Mm-hmm. Can you, what you want in someone, are you working hard enough to match their level? And that, I think, is so important is when you're going into dating is understanding what you deserve and what you're bringing to a table. Mm-hmm. You're never going to settle if you know what you deserve and what you bring. Mm-hmm. You're never going to put yourself in a situation where you're getting less. Never. If you, you shouldn't s- put yourself in a situation you shouldn't. where you're getting less. Because then you're never going to be happy. Happy. <laughs> like, I feel like in relationships that I have been, relationships that I have seen around me, there's always this high standard that people put on, you know, their significant others and then don't expect that same energy from themselves or vice versa. They have very high standards for themselves and then don't have that energy when it comes to um, motivating your partner, like doing these things or them just being motivated on their own to have and it's gonna cause friction because if you are a go-getter, you like to make your money, you work really hard, and then your significant other likes to stay home, doesn't work, doesn't like to make money, or any of that stuff, you guys are always going to have conflict because of that, and especially when it comes into money because then you're gonna hold that shit over them. It's like you wouldn't have that if it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a dangerous game to play. I honestly could never make your own that, yeah, that's a big thing too is make your own don't do not go into dating thinking that you're gonna find a sugar mama sugar daddy whatever it is mm-hmm. make your own money mm-hmm. be self-sufficient so you can be self-sufficient in a relationship right that's your dating prep though make sure you're healed from your past make sure you're working on yourself make sure you're not rebounding because dating is dating there's sleeping around and rebounding mm-hmm. and then there's actually dating there's People who are dating are trying to one day end up in a relationship. If you're not trying to one day end up in a relationship, you don't really need to go further on this podcast. Continue your rebound and have fun. Be safe. Do the good things. Get tested. Get tested. Um, Again, question. If your ex comes back today. That's a good question to ask yourself. Are you getting back to them? If they were to come back and say sorry for all the things that they did to you, if they, you know, and it seems genuine, or maybe it's not genuine and you just take it as such, then you need to do more work, I think, within yourself because you're not ready to let them go. And you can't start something new with someone else to that extent until you let them go. You can't love someone else if you still loved you can't and then it gets to a point where you're like always comparing them Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god well Bob is the love of my life I love him you know whatever we had our problems but he's who I want to be with but Steve is here now and he's nice but he doesn't kiss me like Bob did he doesn't hold my hand like Bob did he didn't do and you always compare and then you grow to resent your partner because they're not they're not your ex but they never were meant to be if you want if you want to be with your ex then you need to be with your ex if it doesn't work out for whatever is the reason you need to learn to let that go you need to accept that it's over you need to accept that it's over and it can be really hard and i mean but I, that's the part of healing that's you're part not of healing, healing is hard yeah you will be stuck in the dating prep section of this for a while. Don't a think while. you just get out of it. No. It's definitely not something that happens like... Took me like six months. Overnight, yeah. Or even within a... I feel like it takes a long time. Six months to a year. Some people take some years for them to be mentally okay to let someone in again. I still have moments where, like you and I talk about, where I have to take myself out of it. Yeah. Because I just need to go back and I need to like heal and understand why I feel the way I do mm-hmm. um, out of dating in like certain situations and why I think the way I do. And you know, I, I always am very straightforward. I think people should do this is when you're prepping for dating or when you are where we're transitioning into is getting into the dating game is being honest that you are 
fresh out of something, you are looking towards something, but you're, you are still healing and you're going through it and you just be honest when things don't work out. Right. Yeah. And just be honest that it's not their fault. So Mm -hmm. the next is when in the dating game, share your wisdom. (laughs) Fucking wisdom. Um, I feel like I should have like, I should insert like a Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like an arcade. <laughs> Welcome to WrestleMania. I don't, I don't even know how. What else? I don't even know how to explain the dating game. Yeah. The dating game is kind of like the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's terrifying. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. It's it's dating is hard, but when you get to a certain age, I think that the age we're at, yeah. it's very clear and cutthroat. With people. Some people like to be sugar-coated. I don't like to do that to people. If I'm not feeling it, I'm going to tell you, and that comes off harsh. Mm-hmm. But it's just how I am. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. So that's my my best advice. Is when you're in the dating game, don't, don't waste anyone's time. Don't waste your own time. Date around. Do not jump in to the first person. I, I don't even recommend that. I am the queen. Of doing that. The queen <laughs> of doing that. Where I can I can have the greatest roster. Shout out my roster. Y'all are so incredible. <laughs> and for some reason, I settle for a lame because wow. I jumped into it and I didn't date around and I didn't give my roster the fair chance. When I think I should have went on multiple dates and proed and conned and sat down with AP and been like, this is how this date went, this is how this date went, this is how this went. pros and cons lists. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, knocked them off. So, please date around. You have a roster for a reason. Explore the roster. Understand what you like from people and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you might not even like anyone on it. Mm-hmm. But at least you went through all your options because it is, it sucks, but... Most people don't like being on a roster. Mm-hmm. They're going to see you gave someone else a shot and not even gave them a shot. You didn't give them the time of the day and you jumped into something and they're going to be like, okay, well, she doesn't like this. Yeah, yeah, forget her. Like I feel like that's a really good point that you made that you need to learn what you like. You need to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you can't stand, what you can like give some leeway on. And I think that also kind of ties into one of our other points when you're in the dating game. Don't fall for potential. When you are falling for someone or when you like someone, like them for them. Don't like them for what you think they can be if they grew up or what they what you think they can be because of whatever. Whatever is the reason. You are setting yourself up for a lot of arguments because you are going to end up with someone who does things in in a certain way when you want it in a different way and they're never going to understand and they're gonna be like well this is how I always was and they're, and you're gonna be like okay but I expected you to change and yes people mm. change but only to a certain degree like you you are pretty much who you are you can change your habits you can definitely change like your mindset on things but people are inherently themselves if you're going to date someone who is reserved and doesn't really like to show affection and you try to change them into someone who loves to show affection, if you are an extremely affectionate person, you can't be with them Mm -hmm. because you will never be satisfied ever. Yeah. I guess that's a big point too is when in the dating game, no one's saying start looking at people's horoscopes because I know some people (laughs) don't believe in it, some people don't, but the one thing that you should talk about is love languages yes a hundred percent when you are dating someone 100%. say you're on your third date yeah don't be going off of the first date that's no, kind no, of no, no. Yeah. third date you're getting to know each other you know you're you're confidently going through your roster so your roster was at five you're now down to three mm-hmm. when you get down to three you knock those two off start having a conversation your love language if they don't know their love language you can google it and you can take a test together mm-hmm. it is so important to understand your love language I. What's your love language? Quality time. Mm-hmm. Quality time is my love language. My least love language is gifts. 
Yeah. And then so. the second to least is physical touch. Mm. I am not. So I guess that's the thing is it's hard to explain because I've been in relationships where I have been a physical touch person. Yeah. I, but I also have been in relationships where physical touch isn't the main, like my big thing in, in every, any relationship is emotional support more than physical. Mm-hmm. I need to be mentally stimulated more than physical. Mm-hmm. Hands down, 10 over 10. That's where quality time comes into. Right. I need to have those stimulating conversations where I feel listened to, understood. I feel like I have a partner or best friend mm-hmm. rather than the physical. Right. I was in a situation with the ex that was the most recent and his was physical touch. Mm-hmm. And it was overwhelming. Mm. Like, extremely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I never understood how much love languages really matter because it got to a point where, I mean, I have things that happened in my past where I'm just not like that with people. Yeah. So we had to have those conversations. But that's his love language. Mm-hmm. He needs that affection. He needs that in someone. And that's where, again, I looked at in the healing process that it wasn't his fault that he needs that type of thing. He just needs someone that agrees with it right that's all it is at the end of the day yeah you really should understand your love language because it makes you a better partner Mm -hmm. and your partner's love language because it it makes you a better partner and it helps you understand your dynamic Mm -hmm. and talk about it you have to talk about it there's um there's this book that i bought me and my boyfriend it's called the adventure challenge and it's a book of i think it's like 50 date ideas but you don't know what they are until you scratch off the top of it. Yeah. And the first one that we did was love languages. And we never, like, actually did it. At this point, we had been dating for two years. Mm-hmm. Two and a half years, I think. No, two years. And we never, like, really talked about it. And when we did it, his is um, touch, acts of service, and quality time. And mine are acts of service, quality time, and words of affirmation. And I didn't really process how things were and like how we worked. After we had that conversation and we took the, took the quiz, now I make sure to go out of my way to like rub his beard, you know, rub his head, like just touch him and like stuff like that. And being in close contact on the couch together. Right, like literally the littlest yeah. things. And for him, since mine is acts of service, he'll make me breakfast in the morning or, like, bring me water and stuff like that. Mm. And I feel like ever since we had that conversation, things have been so much better. Not that it was bad, but, like, I feel like I just, I get it. A deeper connection. Exactly. Because you guys are understanding what makes the person happy and what really works. Yeah, and I feel like it's super important for people to talk about because you could be out here buying your girlfriend a million expensive things under the sun, but her love language is words of affirmation, but you never tell her she looks beautiful, so she never feels loved. Yeah. It's like you really have to just take... I mean, the test is like five minutes. Like, it doesn't... I don't even think it's five. I think it's like three minutes. It's It's really short. It's really, really short, and I think it's really important in, in the dating game for you to know what your partner likes and what you like yourself so that you can surround yourself with people or like be with someone who can make you feel loved the way you want to be loved. And the big thing too is physical touch isn't just sex. Like AP said, like it's legitimately like hand holding. I mean, some people it might just be sex, but yeah. it's hand holding, it's intimate touching, like beard, playing with someone's hair, mm-hmm. like when you're walking, grabbing her hand or like those things. Mm-hmm. That you can do that are outside of sex for physical touch. Right, yeah. But understand someone's love language. When you're in the dating game, if you're on your third date, understand their love language. It makes everything make sense. It really does. Yeah, it definitely helps deepen the connection for sure. Also things in the dating game. Switch off paying. Hmm. Your first date, it sucks, but there is that test. Is the man going to pay? Yeah. Men always pay for the first date. Yeah. The second date, though, women, pay for that second date. Pay for the second date. Mm -hmm. Show 
that you're not there for financial support, you're there for a relationship. Right. You're not there to be taken care of and spoiled, you're there for a relationship. Pick up that second check. Mm-hmm. Another thing that y'all can do is if you are a man, when you're working, walking on the sidewalk, she should be on the inside mm-hmm. of the sidewalk. That was one of my favorite things that I learned I from my past relationship. That, I think a lot of people don't, don't know about that. I was so, I was like, why do you always fucking move me? Yeah. I was annoyed. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, why are you, you always moving move me? me? to the side, yeah. And he's like, well, because I'm closest to the street. To the street. So if, some, if a car was to come out of the street and go out to the sidewalk. It'd be on me, not you. Yep. It's just a safety thing. And it's the little things that matter. Mm-hmm. So again, we always want to give you guys hints into the dating game on what can help. A big thing that a lot of people don't recognize, and I know people like it's cliche, blah, 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 open the door. No matter how independent your girl is, open the door. I shit on people, and I'm like, I can open my own fucking door. <laughs> but when he opens that door, I'm like, yep, <laughs> big okay, dick. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Open the door. So there's things that y'all can do in the dating game. Date around. Do not jump into the first one. Create a roster, and again, just like Hot Girl Summer, rosters are not bad. No one is saying that a roster is you're hoeing around, hopping and bopping, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that. You are just weighing out your options, pros and cons. When you're on that third date with your last standing three, have the conversation of love languages. Mm-hmm. Discuss it. And even if you are in a relationship, like AP, like do that now. Mm-hmm. If you aren't having that conversation with love languages, do it now. Makes a difference. Another thing is, like AP said, do not fall for potential. That's a big one. If there's any advice that you take from any of our podcasts, please do not fall for people's potential. Because when they don't meet the standards that you put on them, it's going to cause problems and you're going to start hating them. You're also you're screwing yourself, but you're also screwing them. Yeah. At the end of the day, because feel like they're never good enough for you, because at the end of the day, they're not. But that's not their fault. I'm sure they're probably good enough for somebody else. It's just not you. So they're just not for you. They're just not for you. So who are you to shit on them? (laughs) Do not go in a relationship with the idea to change someone into something. That's the other thing is, of course, you're going to find an attractive person mm-hmm. and you're going to make, I can make them this way. No. no. You can't. Please <laughs> you don't can. do that. Please or don't you, that. Or I'm great. They should change for me. Yeah. They're not. Don't be doing that. <laughs> don't be doing that. Sorry. Be been, been there, done that. Learn from me. Terrible. Learn idea. from my mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And AP loves love, so. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from my damn mistakes. That's the dating game, y'all. There's so much into it, but that is the kind of just the pinpoints for you guys to really mm-hmm. get into it. The main points. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get to the next, we'll get into deeper things later. And when you're in the dating game, go back to our Red Flags podcast, yes. and that'll help you further. There you go. So again, there are those little different avenues, and there's deeper roots, but that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. The last thing that we'll leave you on is... And this is hard because there's the love at first sight feeling and things like that. But as the girl that I self-admitted that jumps into relationships, I'm the one that jumps into the first one that makes sense. Instead of giving my roster the chance, I am learning. Shout out my roster. (laughs) Um, Do not make it official until three months in. This is going to be hard for people. This is going to be hard for people. I get it. You know, you're like, oh, I like them so much. I only want them. If Y'all that, can if that's be, the case, that yeah. feeling isn't going to change. Y'all can be committed to not having sex with other people, but don't make it official. Yeah. Allow yourself within those three months to go. One of the best advice that I got is go on dates with other people, and if you are not thinking about that person, then they're not it. Right. If your mind continuously goes back to that person, then you are going to be constantly reassured that you're making the right decision. Mm-hmm. That's all. The worst thing that could happen isn't the worst thing. Because the worst thing is you're on a date with somebody and you're like, oh my god, I love being on this date with someone. Thank God I'm not technically cheating. Right. I'm keeping my options open and I realize that this person's better. Right. This person suits me better. Suits you better. Right. At the end of the day. Yeah. Do not make it official until three months in. Don't feel like you need to rush into a relationship. 
in a general sense. I feel like now in society, there's this rhetoric of, especially as we get older, you need to get married, you need to be with someone, you need to have kids, like you need to buy a house, you need to do the X, Y, Z. There's no rush. Mm. Go at your own pace. If you find someone that you really like and y'all want to get together, do whatever you want to do within the three months, that's great for you. I hope that it works out. And if it doesn't, just take whatever you learn from that onto the next one. There's literally no rush. There's no linear way to live life. Yeah. There's no real book. There's no real book. And we're not saying that if you jump in and you all start dating after two months, that it's the end of the world. Yeah. It's a suggestion. And it's a suggestion because that's where we've seen things go wrong. You asked for relationship issues from what we've gone through, and this is where we're coming at. It's for just sure. wait three months. I think you also really get to understand someone. It's why people say, like, AP and DC work so well because they were best friends before. They knew each other before making and shit official. And then we, like, dated six months before we made it official official exactly it wasn't even like oh yeah well we are best friends and then two weeks later we said we liked each other and then two weeks later we were like okay we're boyfriend and girlfriend because that wasn't the case yeah we were still trying to figure our lives out and what we wanted and how we wanted to live it and everything so and you coexist together and you see if you can actually run the game of life together exactly because that is hard that's a huge part of relationships that a lot of people don't so when you make it to that official three month mark or six months mark and everything Whatever feels right to you everything is hunky fucking dory <laughs> unicorns are flying and there's butterflies everywhere right i'm sitting here and i'm acting like i don't love love but ap has seen me fall very hard yeah i'm not bitter i'm just i come You're in cautious. A, i'm cautious and i come in as a funny dark humor okay people <laughs> i love love i'm a softie Get the fuck over it. Right. I'm going to act like I'm not. <laughs> but y'all have seen me be soft. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're going to find the one. Okay? The one for the time being. The one for the time being. Because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> but we hope that it's the one. The main things, and we're gonna. I'm just going to fire off the four that we came up with. And then we'll get into it because you know we are a tangent queens. Woo! Um... Do not stop the chase. Work as hard as you did to get him or her. Yeah. Don't stop the chase. We will get into that. Continue to spoil each other. Yes. Each other. Is each the other. Word. Each other is the key word. Mm-hmm. We recommend every two weeks a little date night. Mm-hmm. We're not saying, I mean, everyone's got to save, everyone's got shit going on. Mm-hmm. We're saying like a date night where you guys sit and watch a movie. Yeah. And you're you watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. You hang you out. Make a pizza at home. Make a pizza at home. Do a game night. Yeah. Paint. Or just turn everything off and lay in bed and talk. Or take a nap together. Napping is my love language. So if you want a nap. Nap dates? <laughs> hit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's Those yes. hit different. That's when you know you found a one. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, kind of like we said with the continues well each other, this is big. Yeah. And I'm sure it happens other ways, but it's kind of, it's not rare, but it's, it's more likely to happen to men. Females, he is not your bank. And males, she is not your bank. Have your own have your own shit and men i saw this one post it was so sad this it was a tiktok this girl was like um i she said on the tiktok she saw a post that men receive their first flowers at their funeral mm. and she went and she bought a bunch of flowers that's for like crazy i'm gonna buy my boyfriend flowers this weekend yeah <laughs> like that's that's crazy i never thought of that their first flowers they received at a funeral and they're that's dead so sad. That's fucking, that's, that's, that's sad. sad. So, again, spoil your man. We don't talk about it enough. We always talk about how females deserve this, and they deserve, and they do. They do. But we never have that conversation on what men deserve. Men deserve love, emotional support. Please the don't ever thing. shame your significant other, male or female, 
for opening up, but especially men in today's society. They Mm -hmm. are not allowed to show emotions. And if you are a safe place, feel honored to be that safe place. It is an honor. That is a huge honor for for you to have a man come to you with real things that they're going through says a lot about your relationship. Whether you guys are friends or you guys are in a romantic relationship, it really says a lot. Have those conversations. Have it. So buy your man flowers, have those emotional conversations when you found that one. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, communicate. There's nothing. There's nothing more. I was talking to someone who, I was talking to someone who's a high school friend. We're not courting each other. We're not dating anything like that. But we were talking about the three foundations of a relationship. And I think he said, like, love, honesty, and trust, or love, trust, communication, um, something like that. And mine are communication, mm-hmm. understanding, and I think honesty or trust. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is the big thing. If you can't communicate, you're not going to have trust, you're not going to have honesty, and you're not going to have love. It's communication really needs yeah. to be your number one totem pole whatever the hell like stone in a relationship it needs to be your foundation if you guys can't communicate your emotions and when I say communicate is also why I put in my third foundation was understanding because you guys can communicate but if you're not understanding you're taking the time to understand your significant other's worries thoughts Mm -hmm. emotions Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work I agree I think that there is there's a lot of power in communication, and I feel like it's something that people say, and a lot of people are like, oh my god, yeah, like, I communicate like we talk, and talking isn't the same. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to effectively communicate how you are feeling about certain situations, because your partner may not understand. They will grow to understand you, because you guys communicated, but... Especially if you have anxiety, like for me, when I don't understand something or I have my own thoughts because me and my boyfriend didn't talk about it or whatever, I will come up with the most convoluted things that make no sense, honestly. And I will convince myself that they make sense, but they don't. And then we talk about it and he's like, no, like that's way left. Outlandish. Outlandish, like that is way left. And I'm like, okay, well, how am I supposed to know because you don't talk to me or whatever whatever the case is. Like, it really is important for you to understand so that you kind of learn the thought process that your partner goes through so you yourself don't think that some sly shit is happening on the side because that's not, that may not be the case. And in communication, you're able to communicate like, hey, I have anxiety, so some situations I do blow out of proportion, just be 110% clear with me. Right, exactly. That's all. And that's the thing, it's like that's what that communication does, Mm -hmm. is he knows you, and I mean, it happens all the time, like, especially, I mean, like our last episode we had was being black in America, like, Mm -hmm. if he doesn't answer you're going to be worried. And no, you're going to start freaking out immediately. Your anxiety is going to go fucking <laughs> Whenever crazy. he leaves the house sometimes, I will randomly check his location to make sure he's alive. Yeah. And it's not, you're not checking location to be like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, are no. you doing? I mean, I know what he's doing, but yeah. I want to like... Did you make it there safe? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the big thing too, is communicating those things, is if you know your significant other has anxiety, like, let them know you got home safe. Let them know you got to your destination safe. Check in every once in a while. Communicate. If you are going to have a busy day, communicate that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Communicate and say that you have a lot going on. And if you if the, your significant other needs them to say this certain text, and they'll call you. Right. Yeah. Have that 911 text. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely communicate. Big thing. Communicate. It's huge. And it's hard. And I don't want to make it seem like, especially if you're not naturally a good communicator, like I am, it's definitely something that I needed to learn for the progression of my relationship. Uh, it's, it is hard, but little things, little practices. Mm-hmm. Like if they do something that annoys you, that really bothered me because, don't say you annoy me or that irritated the You're me. pissing me off. You're pissing me off. Like say that really bothered me because, and then you give a solid reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that will help them, that will give them insight to the way your brain processes things. 
don't come aggressively into a communication. Don't do that. It's yeah. never gonna. It's never gonna start right. Mm-hmm. Big thing though, like we started off was don't stop the chase. This is how relationships die because again, you try so hard. You try so hard to get your significant other, and they fall in love with the person you were when you were courting them. Yeah. And then you change up. It's not right. At the end of the day, you need to understand that the person that you're with is an incredible person, and there will always be people wanting what you have. Keep up with it. Keep up. You have to. And if it's, like, too much of a lifestyle for you to keep courting them in the way that you do in the beginning, you need to scale back. (laughs) Yeah. And I get it. You know, you... I, I know people who full will full force comfort for a relationship not a relationship even to be with someone mm-hmm. and once they are interest is lost immediately they're just done and they're just done or they'll just be like oh yeah well I like them but mm, it's whatever like the chase is what is fun for them Mm. And you need to be careful of people who are like that because those are the type of people that will fuck you up. And if you're the type of chase person, do not date. Don't, don't, yeah, date. don't date. Don't, don't date. Don't do that. If you are the oh god, you're the type which likes to chase, don't do it. Mm-mm. So now people aren't rewards. Right. People are not trophies. Right. Don't be thinking that. Right. Big thing that we also brought into is continue to spoil every two weeks mm-hmm. the dates are recommended just I check recommend in it. check in like we said beginning of this a nap date can be big for someone do also do things like bi-weekly so do something that your one of your partners like male mm-hmm. or female and then the other male or female because again you can it could be a woman to a woman. We don't want to say what yeah, your likes, woman Just likes. swap off. Swap off what your significant other is like. Mm-hmm. Do something that you like, then do something they like. Right. Switch it off. Swap off planning, too. Yeah. Like surprise date. I love surprise dates. Or, um, hey, what are you doing? I just want to grab dinner. Yeah, like let's grab dinner. Or like randomly. It doesn't even have to be like a pre-scheduled thing. It's like you guys are there on a Tuesday night and you're deciding what to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Like, let's just go to Chili's. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I love Chili's, I love Chili's too. <laughs> Best. Like, like she said, like, if you're sitting there on a Tuesday and you're like, oh, you think of that movie you really like? Just, oh, remember that movie that time? You want to go watch that movie? Yeah. Go to like, a movie I'm, day. Yeah, like, go to the movies. Or, I mean, now. Be spontaneous. Be spontaneous is also a big thing. It's like, oh, I... This yeah. movie is out. Like, let's watch it. I'll get some popcorn and we can buy some candy and, like, have a thing. It just keeps the spark. It keeps the spark. Yeah. A couple months ago, me and my boyfriend, we created um, forts mm. in our room. We made a huge fort, like, across the room, and we watched a movie. We went and got food and popcorn and candy and had a movie night, literally on the floor next to our bed. And it was the best time ever. Like, it was the best time ever. It was the best time ever. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant, and I feel like that's where people go wrong with dates. Everything needs to be over the top. When at the end of the day, the whole purpose of a date is to enjoy your significant other. So whatever that looks like to you, do that. Mm-hmm. And even if the big thing, too, is if you're doing surprises, do something your significant other likes, even if you don't like it. Yeah. Right. I was at one point dating someone who loved history and loved museums, and mm-hmm. I, I hate history, I hate museums. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate history. I love history. I'm a documentary person. I don't like museums. Mm-hmm. They're very quiet. You have to read a lot. Yeah. I just, I need, I, I have ADD, so I need something moving. I need to be stimulated. Yeah. I like the science museum. Things move. You can watch <laughs> the lightning. The science museum is lit. Yeah, you can watch things happen. I like it. <laughs> But, you know, the big thing was when we were in Philadelphia was every time I saw, because if you've ever been to Philly, there's so much history. Yeah. Every time I saw, like, they have, like, little plaques of this is just a weird house that something happened here mm-hmm. history-wise. I'd be like, oh, look. And I'd run over to the street. Yeah. And I'd sit there. I wouldn't read it. But he would read it. And he <laughs> enjoyed it. it. Yeah. And he always liked that I had my eye on where those history things were. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would open the conversation where... 
I was not interested, but I acted interested. And it made him happy. And he knew at the end of the night, he was like, you didn't care about anything I said history-wise tonight, but thank you for pointing it out. And it makes a difference. It does. It makes a difference in it. We all just want to be loved. (laughs) We all just want love. (laughs) So if you found the one, don't stop the chase. Try to do an every two-week date thing. Communicate and understand that that's, it's not a financial don't be with someone for finances. It's just, it's not okay. And the big thing that we're gonna close out when you find the one is men deserving of emotional support and love and the same kindness that men give women and the same openness and the same understanding and listening platform. We always harp on our significant other needing. As a female, we need someone to listen and support us and men need that too. Mm-hmm. And it's so important in today's day and age, especially in the culture of showing masculinity and aggression and things like that masculinity truly is being able to be open with your emotions and communicate Mm -hmm. so support them me and ap talk about it probably like every week because there's someone in the social media industry i mean we all love sweetie but she came out with an interview that stated why would you want to date a pussy because they talked about men wanting to be taken out on dates you have to court your significant other i don't like i get that some men love to be the sole providers Mm -hmm. love to be the sole providers love to do everything for their woman you know all that stuff but you don't even have to go on Dates, or you don't like you just need to show that you are extremely appreciative, and you need to make sure that however they feel love and they feel appreciative, you do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like, oh, you need to take your man on a date, or you need to buy flowers, or whatever. It could be, oh, I went to the store and I know you really like these chips, and they have it, so I bought them for you. I was thinking of you in the moment. I saw it and it reminded me of you, and I thought that's it. it. I wanted to make you happy. There's nothing about that. You're not, like, that drove me crazy that she said that. Like, who wants to date a pussy? No, I want a man that's emotionally intelligent. It goes back to our Red Flags episode. If you cannot talk emotions, if you're not open, if you are just closed off, you're not. for both sides, too, not just men. It's not going to work. Yeah. You can't, you have to find emotions and love. Love is emotional, and it needs to be seen in multiple ways. And men... You deserve flowers. I'm going to go buy my man some flowers. And then he's going to listen to this podcast later. <laughs> he's going to be like, so this is where you fucking got it from. <laughs> but it's true. I think it's so... I hope... I really... Please, honestly, if you buy your man flowers, I tag will. us. I will. I want to I wanna know. I want to see how many people actually go when they buy their man flowers. Yeah. It's And that's the thing is, if you don't have a man, buy it for your brothers. Facts. Next time I see my brother, I'm going to buy him some flowers. And <laughs> he loves candles, so I'll probably buy him flowers and candles. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I, yeah, yeah. That's what I do with uh, DC. I buy him candles. Yeah, he loves, he loves candles. candles. Yeah. So, buy your man flowers. <laughs> Just be nice to each other. If you found the one, keep the one. We want you guys to be successful. Yes, I want you guys to grow old together. I want you to be successful. <laughs> when you get down the road, though, there are some things that happen. Yes. And that is living with someone. Mm. So when you guys found the one, and things are moving quick, and it's been, I don't know how long y'all wait to live with someone, but it's time for you guys to move in with each other. Learn from my mistakes. My first relationship, serious relationship that I was living with someone was extremely toxic, ended up being into an abusive relationship, and then I went into, within that relationship, he monitored everything I did. I couldn't have guy friends, I couldn't have my friends, we only hung out with his friends, so I thought that was what was normal. Mm -hmm. When I went into my relationship after that, I lost myself in his life. I didn't really have friends of my own, Mm -hmm. which meant when we broke up, I didn't have anyone. Mm -hmm. He also couldn't be alone. People need to be alone. 
Like, you need it. You need it. I'm not saying this man didn't love me because he loved me, and that was discussions we had after this where he was like, I love you, and I wanted to spend all the time with you, but not all the time. Yeah. It was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that that was from what I thought was normal. I thought that you had to absorb your significant other's entire life. That's not normal. When you are living with someone, thankfully I got into a relationship where I moved in with him, and we had nine to five jobs so yeah. we would get up in the morning work out eat together go to work not see each other till like six or seven because mm-hmm. i live i had to drive farther up north yeah. um, from where we lived and then we'd have dinner together spend time together and then just go about the day and that was the healthiest relationship that i was in because i had my work friends i would stay late mm-hmm. i would drink i would go out with them he had his life and then we would come home and we would want to talk about mm-hmm. what's going on in our day we had things to actually talk about. It was so healthy, and it helped me in the best way to understand that I need my own separate life. They need their own separate life. Everyone, you have to be self-sufficient in yourself, not just financially, but emotionally with your friend groups and things like that. If your lifeline is your significant other, it's not fair to them, and it's not fair to yourself. Yep. Preach. <laughs> Literally preach. preach. I feel like, and if you don't have things that you guys do outside of each other, people are people at the end of the day, and you're inherently gonna get on each other's nerves. And when that happens, you need to have an escape. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to be like, you know what, I really like to go to the gym, where there's friction right now, you have an attitude for some reason, I have an attitude, I'm gonna go to the gym. Or I don't really wanna be here right now, but we're good, I'm gonna just go take some space, I'm gonna go for a walk, or I'm gonna go to my friend's house, or whatever situation is. Like, we are all humans, and we need to be more understanding of the fact that our partner may not be up, want to be up our ass all the time, or you may not want your partner to be up your ass all the time, and that's okay, it's kind of weird. It is. It was so weird for me because I was that person that lost myself in relationships and then I got in a great relationship. Still my best friend to this day. I thank him for a lot and the healthy habits that we had. Mm-hmm. And I learned to love sleeping alone mm-hmm. because of that. And it's, it's a weird thing when you have to start sharing your bed with someone because you do like being alone. And it just goes back to the fact that you don't always want someone up your ass. Yeah. You don't. You just, you can't have it. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for anyone mm-hmm. else. Just, if you are moving in with your significant other, please make sure that you are in an area where you can have your life, they can have theirs. Right. Just, it's just so have healthy. Have that in yeah. mind. Yeah, definitely have that in mind. That you won't need to be together or you need to feel obligated to constantly be around them to take care of them to take care of them and I feel like that was a conversation that I had to have with my boyfriend because we were long distance for like two years Mm. and then he ended up moving here to Boston and I was like you have friends here I don't have anybody there like that, we were debating between moving to DC or mm-hmm. I moved down to DC and moved up to Boston. I'm like, you have roots here. You went to school here. You know more people. I only know you, your mom, and your best friends down there. Like, and I you can't be bent into it. And mom. I know I'm not a social person, yeah. so I would not have thrived. <laughs> but it's it's definitely hard. And I feel like living with someone in a general sense is a really big learning curve in a relationship that can be really hard for some people to navigate. Really, really hard. Because at the end of the day, you know, regardless of how long you've been together, you only know your significant other based off of the limited time that you spent together. You don't know what they're like when they wake up in the morning, after they've had a rough night, when they're drunk and trying to go to sleep. Or, you know, whatever the situation is. Like, there's just a lot more scenarios how they cook, how they clean, where they place things. Little things are going to piss you off. Little things are going to piss you off. And you're going to have to learn to communicate 
when you're annoyed for that reason, for whatever reason, whatever they did, um, or you're just going to sit there pissed off and you guys are always going to argue about the same shit over and over and over again. Living with someone, I think, is the final step before marriage. That is your make or break. If you can make living with someone, especially in today's day and age, quarantine. <laughs> yeah. If you survived quarantine, living with someone. significant other. Y'all have gone pretty far. Yeah. And y'all are doing yeah. good. You're doing great. You're, You're doing yeah. great. We're clapping for you at the, at the back of this. Slow claps for you over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's where we kind of want to close off with you guys. So, a uh, quick recap. Do you want to run them through the dating prep? Let's freaking do it. Start it off. All Please right. heal yourself. Heal it. Heal yourself. I know it's hard and you may not even know where to start. So if you don't know where to start, let us know and we can do a whole episode on healing, what that looks like. Part three. Part three. We're going to talk about it. Like we, We're going to get into it, how, how we healed through our breakups and how there's good and bad yeah and there is there is no right and wrong no we don't want to judge people heal in different ways but there are safer ways of coping and healing than others for sure for sure um yep so heal yourself always ask the question if you are moving from one person to the other if my ex showed up Mm -hmm. would i give them another chance and if you say yes even if you're like maybe don't date anybody else because it's I know you're probably looking for a stepping stone to get you know they're like this this person's gonna help me get over it they're not you're just gonna swallow those feelings and they're gonna come out eventually later it's not fair to them it's not fair to them either so just just think about that think about that and also think about what you bring to the table remember your worth don't settle and question what they bring to the table and what they're willing to bring to the table. I feel like another good point to bring up is not everybody is where they envision themselves to be. And as long as your partner and you are working towards being better people, then you can make it work if you guys are, your morals and everything are aligned. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to grow and you guys grow apart, that's okay too because it happens. Yep. When you're in the dating game, date around, create a roster, understand, do your weighing of pros and cons. Do not jump into the first one that you're getting into. Just allow yourself to understand your options. Mm-hmm. A suggestion mm-hmm. is not to make official until three months. In those three months, you guys don't need to be having sex with other people. You don't need to be physical with people. But you can be talking to other people. And if your mind is constantly going back to that one person, you probably found the person that you want to make the one. Mm -hmm. There's your confirmation, your reassurance, anything you need. And like AP said, is do not fall for potential. There's a difference between when you meet someone and they say, this is my plan. I'm here and this is where I want to be. That is a very mature response where you could be like, I love that plan. I want to ride that plan out with you. We are thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. That is different than falling for potential. Potential is what you see in them. Mm-hmm. That is where you're going wrong. Is Again, when AP said, if someone approaches you and says, this is my plan, and you agree with their plan, and you see them motivating themselves, and they're self-sufficient, they're doing it, that's not potential. That's a mature person that wants better for themselves yeah they're just on their path to getting to where they want to be potential is when you see someone and you want to change them from who they truly are Mm -hmm. don't be doing that Mm and now when you found the one don't ever stop the chase constantly court your significant other constantly 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 because that you always hear stories about how oh my god but the love just died and then your significant other whatever goes and dates someone else because there was that spark just try to never let that spark die and if it dies then it dies and just move on Mm -hmm. don't stay in the relationship just try and keep pushing forward and i know it's hard but Fast and Furious has like nine movies. Yeah, UBI. Like, <laughs> they never stopped. The 
Don't stop the chase. Um, continue to spoil each other. Go on your dates. We recommend um, dates bi-weekly. If you can't do that or you guys are really busy, you guys don't live in the same state, y'all are on distance, whatever it is, make an effort. Do, you know, especially now with quarantine, match and harmony.com and all that stuff we have in the uh, FaceTime video yeah. call dates and stuff. And that's all my commercials. Do that. Like, you both go get a meal. Maybe if you guys have a restaurant that's in both cities, mm. pick it up. You know, be do a FaceTime thing. Like, watch a, you can do Netflix party, watch a movie on Netflix together. Like, you just have to be creative. And I feel like that kind of turn goes back to the don't stop the chase. Always find new ways to love each other. Always find new ways to make each other happy because that is always what is going to keep you guys going. Because the relationship will always still feel fresh. Keeps it interesting. It keeps it interesting. Nobody wants a boring relationship. Um, goes and for your sex life too. Right. Definitely goes for your sex life. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> um, and your significant other is not your bank account. I know it's easy to have someone. Are y'all dating Bank of America? Must be great. Must be nice. <laughs> Tell them to hand me a, a house loan. I would date Chase though. Oh yeah, for sure. I would Chase date is Chase. definitely elite. Yeah. Um, they're not your bank. I get it. You know, some people are just better financially. You know, one half is better or whatever the situation is. And I don't want to make it seem like you need to be out here buying or doing things for your significant other because you don't. But if your significant other pays for everything try to find ways that you can help them in other ways like cooking cleaning or coming up with the ideas or trying to come up with like low budget ideas you know like just try to meet them halfway so they don't feel like they have a child because that's when yeah. it's irritating if your love if your love language is gifts don't be going for someone that's not financially stable yeah right don't be doing that don't don't do it you're just setting yourself up. And, and also, up. please don't have the love language of expensive gifts <laughs> if you can't even buy them for yourself. Again, that part, though. Not dating Bank of America. No. I think that's a good point. If you can't buy it for yourself, don't expect, don't expect someone else to buy it for you. But that's just my opinion. Um, and most importantly, always, always communicate always take the time to learn more about each other learn how you guys think learn your thought processes what makes each other happy always communicate because communication will take you farther than you could honestly ever imagine use this podcast as an example say yeah. that i was listening to this podcast they talk about love languages let's do the test yeah i was listening to this podcast they made the suggestion of bi-weekly dating let's try to do it do it i was in this podcast and i realized I haven't ever bought you flowers, and I don't want the first time to buy you flowers. Is that your funeral? So I'm gonna buy you flowers. <laughs> exactly. And if you guys are, if you know, you are in a relationship, you found the one, and you guys feel like you need something to help you come up with ideas of dates, because that was my situation. Like I talked about before, the Adventure Challenge is a book. The book is forty bucks, and you can take um, pictures and put like your pull pull pictures and make it like That's a scrapbook. So it's awesome. It's a really good book. I really really recommend it. Um, and they have different variations. They even have one with friends. Like you can do it with your friends. They have a family one, the couples one, and then you can also buy the package with a Polaroid camera with it, and it'll be good. I think it'll be. You guys would definitely enjoy it. Yeah. There's no reason to not continue the chase there's no reason right, to not no. spice things up there's no reason for things to just to plateau just and to flame out the flame should always be there the flame should always be there yeah and then lastly if you want to live with someone be cautious understand yeah. that you're entering territory that is it's dangerous territory you don't know you're getting someone to they don't know they're getting someone to <laughs> yeah. be patient be understanding but make sure that you don't lose yourself in even if you're not living with them, don't lose yourself in a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's so important for you to remain you and them to remain them. That's why they loved you. That's why you loved them. Mm -hmm. You loved each other as separate people. Continue to be that. You Continue eventually that. will become one. But then again, even when you guys have kids, moms needs mom nights out. Dads need the guy nights out. You still need 
to be your individual self. You are more than a parent. You are more than a significant other. Yeah. You are you. You are you. Don't lose yeah. yourself when you're living with someone. Yes. Don't do it. But that is our dating. Part one of dating. Part one of dating. We are going <laughs> to break some hearts. So hopefully you can relate to someone into part two. Hopefully you can relate into anything we said. And we hope that we can help you in the dating game. Yeah, provide you some insight of what we found worked and didn't work for us. Um, and everything at the end of the day is subjective. So what I say works works for me may not work for you and vice versa. And I think that's just important to think about that at the end of the day, it is your life. And while we are here to help you through the process, you're going to have to make your own decisions. Um, and if you want to talk more specifics, let us know. We'll be happy to bring you on and give you some yeah. real-time advice. Real-time advice. It'd <laughs> be nice. So we're going to close this off with your three reminders. One, communication is key. Always yeah. communicate. Yes. Two, buy your man some flowers. <laughs> and have your man buy you flowers. And have your man buy you flowers. <laughs> do that and three know that everything again is not linear you will go through your own things and we are here for you so if you have questions you want to talk you want to be on the podcast or whatever that we are here to talk so we hope y'all come back for another thursday with us and we'll be putting in another submission soon so when y'all see those submissions Please, we love hearing them. We have a big list, which we are going to get through. Mm -hmm. We felt last week's was super important for us to discuss immediately. Yeah. And we did get a lot of relationship things, and we wanted to split it into three parts for you guys. So, again, after this three-part dating, breakups, and healing, we'll get into any submissions that you guys have. So, please send them. We save them on a doc. They don't go unnoticed. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, we'll uh, see you on Thursday. See you next Thursday.